Have you noticed that as your business grows, processes become more complex? This episode features our head of architecture and product consulting, Nick Baker. Nick discusses the process of identifying the gap and how a successful solution depends on a comprehensive understanding of the client's needs. Enjoy this episode, and we hope that it continues to clarify the questions that you might have about custom software. Well, Nick, Nick Baker, welcome. And uh, we're here talking about identifying the gap for Capture. Cool. Thanks for having me, Chris. Uh, Capture is a customized software company, and they do a lot of great work. And, and tell us your title and what you do there. Cool. Well, my title is head of product consulting and okay. head of architecture. And a lot of what I do is try to connect the talent we have within the walls of Capture with our customers' need. So we have a lot of talent ranging from cloud, AI, uh, web, mobile, um, desktop, you know, uh, calculations, engineering heavy apps. We've, we've done a broad set of work actually for our customers. We have a lot of talent on our walls. And so really trying to find the right people, connect them with our, our customers need and really put together the right team to get over the right problem for a customer and ultimately give them a way forward. Well, that's awesome. It's more needed today than, than ever, right? Your differentiator many times is your tech on the backside. So what I'd like to do is, I, you know, the first question I got for you that I have for you, what if I play the company for a second, right? And, and let's say that I'm a company and I come to you and I have been surviving as many companies do. I call it the swivel chair effect, right? I'm using a ton of different off the shelf software right, right. And, and it doesn't seem to be doing the job for me. Um, my question to you is, is if I come to you and say, Hey, I've got some other needs, how do you start in that relationship and identifying that gap? Yeah, there's a couple ways to do it. A lot of what we try to do is really understand our customer's world, even okay. just starting with, Hey, what do you, what do you do? What, what, how do you make money? What are you trying to accomplish? And really understanding how they work day to day. All right. Um, really gives us some context for deep diving into some of the the challenges they're having with the the software and the systems that they've picked out because until you really have that context and really understand what they're trying to do day to day um you're really kind of guessing at the capability they need and 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 the problems they're having and so being able to understand you know how do you guys operate you know what are you guys doing day to day walk me through a, a day in the life of of you know your your employee mm-hmm. or you and help me understand the problems you're seeing uh that's kind of key for me at least to to be able to understand um, how all these pieces of software are coming together to meet okay. their needs and, and really to start identifying some of the gaps and, and have intelligent dialogue around those gaps. So what is that first step? So when you do identify that gap, what's the first step for capture that they take? I mean, I, you talked about process and looking at the holistic effect, but what do you do first? You know, I, I like to tease out some of the, the, the really the problem spaces around their gaps because they, they fall into a number of different categories sometimes. So when you think about, you know, how do you, how do you identify some of the symptoms of a gap? Uh, a lot of times you'll hear customers talk about, you know, their, their, their employees are using spreadsheets. They're, you know, um, doing Dropbox for file sharing of critical information. They're writing scripts sometimes to, to do reporting or do things that um, their current tool set doesn't do. So it's a lot of these homegrown solutions that are really outside of their, their current off-the-shelf solutions just to kind of get their day-to-day done. And again, people want to do their job. They want to do it well. And so they find the path of least resistance, right? They, mm-hmm. they find tools that, that make it easier for them to get that done because um, at the end of the day, they know they're going to be held accountable to getting that done and they can't just blame the tool, right? So, right. Um, you know, other symptoms we see is just sometimes processes just they take a lot longer than they should. You know, we've seen customers that 
they're struggling with just basic data entry into some of these systems where the the, the kinds of information they want to put in are, are more complex than maybe mm-hmm. the the tools intended for and so what you know normally would take somebody five minutes to write down on a notepad it takes them 30 minutes to put into this this off-the-shelf solution because it just doesn't really quite fit how they're working day to day you know some other symptoms that i've seen um, fall around just collaboration and communication you know, when they start seeing their, their employees or, or other people using uh, texting or, or email or other ways of, of collaborating and communicating, that really their hope was this off-the-shelf tool would provide that, but it's not really providing that kind of collaboration communication experience that they need. And so people found other ways to do that, right? And so what ends up happening is critical information that you, you kind of need <laughs> gets mm-hmm. left out of the system. And so it, the value of it starts to drop. Um, and so those, that's another symptom and some of the, the, another kind of last symptom I've seen at times is just when you've got off the shelf solutions, they're, they're really great actually for, um, very specific purposes, you know, doing something for payroll or your office inventory or a help desk or, you know, a content management system, um, that those tools make perfect sense. But when you're talking about business critical processes and you started to pick a number of different off the shelf solutions to meet those needs. And then you try to pull all the data from those different systems mm. back together. It can be a struggle. It can be a battle trying to get a holistic picture of your business processes or, or what your employees are doing or how they're working. Uh, just because the data doesn't marry back together well and it doesn't roll up. Right. Um, you can't you know enrich or integrate the data with other systems. And so it becomes a challenge to get the value back out of the system at that point. I mean, you've got a lot of fragmented off-the-shelf solutions that really don't go well together, I guess. So there's some of the symptoms that, that we, we sometimes see with gaps in our customers mm-hmm. so that they, they're, they're, they're trying to integrate pieces or they're trying to get people to, to use the off the shelf solution, but they've identified workarounds. They've identified other ways to, right. to, to really get real work done and they don't want to be hindered by uh, the system that, that doesn't quite meet the need anymore. So once you have done that discovery process and then you, you've identified the gaps, what's the, what is the internal process for capture the first step as you start to fix that or, or, or let's say to, to bridge that gap? Well, I think it's really important to reflect back to our customers that we're over the right problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it can be really easy to just point the finger off the shelf solution when the reality is they're, they're, they're great for a lot of things. And sometimes you don't have to throw out the whole solution you can find ways to integrate pieces together better, or you can replace a part of it that really doesn't meet the need anymore. So what you're saying is I won't have to necessarily, as this company we're talking about, throw away everything. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a big fear that a lot of customers have is they're coming to, to, to maybe a custom software company and they're worried about them really mm-hmm. just throwing away all their hard years of effort of building up the tooling they have um, that got them to this point. And really our approach isn't to do that. We don't, we don't want you to just throw everything out. What we want to identify is what are the core problems that you're really having? Let's, let's focus on those. Let's understand how it's going to impact your business. Then let's actually pick the right solutions. And a lot of times it's taking the, the off-the-shelf systems you have and uh, building integrations or building on top of them to make them better, to get you to the scale you need, to get those to the performance you need, to get the efficiency you're looking for or the collaboration and communication you're looking for. And so to do that, you don't just start from a blank sheet of paper. First, we start with modeling the problem and, and modeling out what are the right ways to go about solving this. And then we take your, your current you know, solutions, your current off-the-shelf solutions, your homegrown solutions, other solutions, and we figure out how to, to build the right approach to solving that problem. Okay. So 
in and when you're coming to that approach to solve that problem with clients, is there usually a set of universal fears for customized software? Is there something that's articulated often? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is there's a lot of mystery on custom software development. You know, a lot of our customers, they haven't done a custom software project. So they're worried about how, how much is it going to cost? How long is it going to take? Is it is it really going to be successful? Uh, some customers have had experiences where they've tried to build a custom solution and it's failed. Mm. And that's a real fear. That's a real problem. And we tend to approach that very differently than a, than working really hard for a long time and trying to throw out what we call a big splash solution where you work for six months and ta-da, at the end, here it is. It's like that's that approach doesn't, it rarely works, especially when you already have established off-the-shelf solutions, you already have established business processes. The better approach is to find that that first problem that you want to solve that really starts to get traction within your organization, gets traction with your users, and build on it from there, build momentum. And so we have an approach we call levels of success that really we try to break the problem down into what's the next immediate thing that could really start impacting your business. Let's start tackling that. And then let's build out a vision to really enriching that and building out the future needs as well. Mm. And so a lot of what we tend to focus on is um, not just your immediate pain points. We want to we want to get traction with those, yes, but we want to try to draw out your world and then identify the spots where we can really make the biggest impact and get the most traction from even a business perspective. Because sometimes there's other constraints in software besides just time and cost. It's, sure. Will your organization adopt this? Will your IT department a whole change management this? effort sometimes? Exactly. And so right. you know, change management. Um, can my or, can my IT organization support this? What what is that going to look like? There's fears around that. Yeah. Is is so? I've heard this before, but I'm not sure if it's true. Is it true that most customized software started is off the shelf? I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you look at even um, word processing software, you know, a lot of companies started building that need out and then it grew and grew and grew until somebody realized, hey, I can actually market this to other companies. Got it. And then, you know, even today you've seen um, a lot of the office suites move from just individual desktop computers to being something more collaborative on the web, right? So cloud-based mm-hmm. word processing, cloud-based spreadsheets where people can collaborate and so there, as, as the market continues to evolve and the need continues to evolve in the, in the off-the-shelf space, the off-the-shelf is adapting as well. But again, they are typically general solutions that meet general needs and can serve your business really well up to a point okay. until you want to get that, that competitive edge, that, that scale. Well, I think you're leading and, into it right yeah, there, right? Um, because off-the-shelf, that I would, I would think one of the limiting factors would be that it's just not ours. Right. We may, every organization thinks they're drastically different than others, but in true, that, that is true in a certain way. Is it better to have something that's just yours? It can be for certain reasons. So again, if you're trying to take something that was maybe in prototype mode, mm-hmm. that off the shelf solutions are great for, for some of those things. And you're really trying to build a business process and, and, and move from prototype mode into kind of production rollout mode, rollout at scale, mm-hmm. um, it's important to consider, hey, is this off-the-shelf thing really going to get me there? Um, we've had customers who've gone with, you know, off-the-shelf cloud-based services because it's it's quick and in an easy way forward and makes sense, you know, when you're, when you're early on doing R&D, when you're trying to prove out concepts. But then when you want to try to scale it out, 
those cloud services that were pretty cheap relatively um, start becoming expensive. They when do. you want to have, you know, hundreds of instances of these things rolled out. Now you're paying, you know, a hundred times what you were paying for that prototype and it becomes cost prohibitive. For example, sometimes you want to be able to build out kind of your own branded functionality. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to look at, Hey, can I, can this platform really support that? Is that even their model? Sometimes that's just not their model of operation and, and how they have built that solution to be able to customize in that way. I can, I can see the advantage. Can you, many times, can you give me a, can you give me an example of, of someone you've worked with, of course, without saying the company name, sure. but uh, an example of, of how that would work so I can paint a better picture for the people listening? Yeah. So a couple of solutions come to mind. Um, one of the recent customers that we worked with, they um, used an off the shelf um, kind of video recording device because they wanted to provide um, kind of the eyes and ears on uh, kind of remote operations. So this, and it's remote operations and it's mobile. So it moves around a lot. And so they wanted eyes and ears on, on that site. And so they, they thought, well, maybe we can get an off the shelf uh, video camera system and stick it out there and, you know, beef it up a little bit and, and stick it out there. Um, and that worked, that worked great for just recording what was on the job site, right? There's plenty of off the shelf solutions in the video recording space. Um, and, and that worked for kind of proving out the early concept. But then when they wanted to take that and, and say, Hey, I want to make this our product and I want to, I want to do this at scale for all of our customers. Mm-hmm. They ran into a, a bit of a challenge there because now they're kind of locked into this, this hardware, they're locked into the software that came with that hardware. And when they wanted to start to expand the capability set and do things like, Hey, I want to take video from that remote site and make it available in the cloud. And I want to be able to, to record, you know, events and, and use AI to start detecting things and do some smarter stuff. They were starting to realize the limitations of that off the shelf product for kind of building the future of that product line. And so they, they made a good decision um, at that point to go, Hey, I think we need something custom here. Let's look at our options and, and, and make a decision. So we walked down that path with them. And what we ended up with is a bit of a hybrid solution where we're using some cloud services that are off the shelf to, to host compute needs and, and, and video mm-hmm. storage needs and things like that. But then we're, we're building some custom software for them to handle all the video features that they wanted. Great. And so that, that's an example of kind of, again, using the best of the off the shelf to meet the need, but then building custom where, where you need to. Right. So I think we've kind of covered what we need to cover. That identifying the gap is where you start. And, and looking, and so if you can just, you know, give me a little bit more information about that as we close out and about that identifying the gap. Yeah. Uh, again, I think a lot of it is looking at what your employees are doing, looking mm-hmm. at what your customers are doing, understanding how are they working in the solutions that you've given them, and then start to see, hey, are there communication and collaboration gaps that are showing up where people are doing workarounds or finding other tools and leaving important data out? Um, recently, the, the FTC came down really hard on some banks for this very thing where it was actually a regulated thing um, and their employees were using text messages and other methods to communicate rather than the tooling. Well, there's a reason for it. It's not just because they're, they're trying to, to get, get the bank in trouble. It's because the tooling wasn't really there to let them do their job well. And so people naturally find a good way to do their job. And when you start seeing those gaps show up, whether it's, again, communication or data sharing or processes taking a lot longer um, or just organic homegrown solutions and spreadsheets and things, those are some key indicators that you should maybe take a second look and, and maybe rethink some of the things that are going on there and see if the, the off-the-shelf offerings are still really meeting 
the needs there or if you need to to do something different and maybe to go custom thanks nick i appreciate your time today yeah yeah thanks you thank you thanks Thank you for tuning in today. Join us for the next podcast where we'll begin to unpack how Capture answers a common question posed by potential clients. How does Capture decide on what needs to be built? If you have any questions or need additional information, check out our website, capture.com. That's C-A-P-S-H-E-R.com. We'll catch you next time.